What you're about to listen to is a Bri-Fi production. Comic book reviews. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Bri-Fi Podcast. I'm your host, Bri-Fi, your comics guy, and this week we actually have comic books to talk about. <laughs> I know, it's funny, I call myself Bri-Fi the Comics Guy, and I rarely talk about comic books here recently, but today, special treat and a special comic book, super special. If you follow me on Instagram, Twitter, or any of my other, well, I guess it's called X now, because X gonna give it to you. Uh, if you watch, listen, follow any of my other social media, you might have already gotten the hint or spoiled on what I'm going to be talking about today. And if not, you're a bad friend, and I feel feel awful. No. <laughs> if not, definitely check it out, man. So on all social medias, you can find me at Bryfy Podcast. That's B R Y F Y Podcast. And so, yeah, sometimes I post things that I'm like doing, uh, or mostly it's about like what I'm reading, what kind of media I'm consuming, games I'm playing. And so that's a, you know, that's just another level of in depth pop culture. No, I don't know. <laughs> it's just another way to see what I'm up to and uh, follow what's what's going on because sometimes I'll talk about things here on the podcast and maybe it's hard for you to visualize or really see what's going on or like well I guess visualize the main thing I'm trying to get it here and so going to like my Instagram or my threads or my ex that well don't don't go to my ex she's mean no <laughs> I just keep calling it Twitter it just makes way more sense to me and so you go to there, post pictures or a video or something, and then it makes more sense. Yay! It's it's an immersive experience here at the Bri-Fi Podcast. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun with that. And we got some, real, I was going to say nifty nerd news. We have like one nifty nerd news, and the rest, drama. <laughs> Just straight, unadulterated drama. And so, yeah, that's what's in store for today. So sit back, relax, kick up your feet. Well, if you're driving, probably don't do that because, one, you need, well, I guess if you have cruise control, you don't technically need your feet. But, you know, braking sometimes could be more difficult without that. Also, if you get in a car accident, like feet on the dashboard while another vehicle slams into the front of your vehicle and airbags. I just feel like that's a hospital trip you don't want to take. So, yeah, um, don't kick up your feet. Don't re- don't sit back too far and relax. But if you're at home, you know, like, oh, <laughs> all systems go, I guess. But anyway, I'm, I'm very, I don't know what's wrong with me. Let's just, let's get into the podcast. All right, so up first today in Nifty Nerd News, we're going to talk about Gal Gadot, more specifically, Wonder Woman. And so there's, if you don't know, which I, I, I think most of you do, there's been a huge regime change over at Warner Brothers, DC, 
and their superhero are the future of their superhero movies. You know, Henry Cavill's out. It looks like Jason Momoa might be out. Like, basically, all their actors who have portrayed heroes up till now are, like, no longer a part of the future, you know? And I don't know what that means for Robert Pattinson's Batman, but it seems like his movies and, uh, is it Matt Reeves, who's the director? Like, they're all separate from what the main DC entertainment universe is trying to do. So, it's like his character is a weird out of multi, out of multiverse or out of just continuity limbo. I don't know what the hell you want to say with that. But uh, James Gunn, who is now like the de facto hype man slash leader of the DC Entertainment Universe has said multiple times on Twitter and in other interviews that he no one has said Gal Gadot is gone as Wonder Woman. Uh, I think they it's all been confirmed about like Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, uh, and those were really the only two actors we really care about. <laughs> um, like it's been confirmed that those two are no longer a part of DC's future uh, because it seems like they want to go younger, at least from any rumors or any type of things that I've caught wind of online. But when it comes to Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, it seems like they don't want to change. It seems like they like her. Uh, they want to continue forward with her, which honestly i don't mind you need it, it's tough because i feel like you need some sense of connective tissue at this point going for i don't know like it, it's so hard and the problem is i think dc still hasn't really figured out what they're what they've been trying to do over there with like their actors and everything and what makes matters worse is people are now starting to get super superhero fatigue. Like, I mean, it, it's clearly showing now, I, at least in my opinion. Hell, I'm starting to feel that way. And I love superhero movies, you know? I think also the other thing is the quality. It feels like it's gone down in a lot of ways. Um, it's like, it's more like... It just feels like Disney's not trying anymore. Like, they, they've gotten our money. And, you know, to an extent, that's kind of true. <laughs> they've gotten our money. So why try anymore? Because they know we're just going to go out and watch it. Because we're just, we're sheep now, people. <laughs> oh, God, I smell skunk. Ugh. That's the one danger of podcasting while driving, people. Wildlife. Well, I mean, that and then skunks. And, uh, anywho, so I don't know, like going forward with DC, I'm kind of like, I'm okay with Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. I've never had an issue with her. I've liked her version of Wonder Woman. And in fact, the Wonder Woman movies have been some of the few bright spots of the DC entertainment universe to me. Uh, but I say that knowing that, you know, Wonder Woman 1984 exists and it's really not up to par I mean, let's face it, the first Wonder Woman was really good and really enjoyable. Uh, second one, not so much. 
and I'm not really sure how I would prescribe a cure for that movie. I think it just, I don't know, it just felt kind of out of place to me in a way. I don't know. It's weird. I'm Look, I'm here with just feelings and not any ideas, okay? <laughs> um, but yeah, so like that's, that's what's going on with DC and Gal Gadot and Warner Woman going forward. And so we'll see. Uh, talking about DC actors and things like that, um, Zachary Levi, the guy who, I think, yeah, Zachary Levi, the guy who plays Shazam, he's been um, pretty vocal about things here recently. I guess uh, at a comic convention, he talked about pretty much that Hollywood's just putting out trash right now, uh, including, I'm guessing, he didn't actually say it, but it must be referring to his own movie as well because that recently came out and has done quite poorly in the box office. But then like, you think about other movies that have come out that have done quite well. I think Oppenheimer's done pretty good. Barbie's done really good. And those are the only two movies that I know that exist currently. Um, is there anything else out? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure the Fast and Furious movies are doing good. They keep making them. But, you know, so he's had some choice words to say about Hollywood. Of course, we have the writer strike stuff going on, too. So, you know, there could be some added fuel to that fire. But, you know, when I think about it, I haven't even watched the second Shazam movie. And I have no desire to see that because it just didn't look entertaining. The first Shazam movie looked entertaining in the trailers. And it was entertaining when I watched it. Uh, but I've heard, like, nothing but bad things about the Shazam movie. Uh, or the second Shazam movie. But maybe I'll go watch it. You know, I got HBO Max. It's on there. What's the harm, right? Um, but, yeah, it's been kind of interesting to hear actors vocally get upset uh, with Hollywood. I mean, I understand the reasons. Don't get me wrong. But it, it's also just kind of weird because, it, it, man, it feels like such a dangerous game. You know, it, it's like if I'm just openly bad-mouthing my job... I don't think I would have a job and maybe they won't. I don't know. But then, you know, like these are like handsome, talented people. Well, arguably talented people. So who knows? You know, maybe they, you know, they got, they got them. They got Hollywood by the balls. But uh, yeah, that's what's going on. Other big drama, like it's just drama on drama on drama. Um, so I'm a big sports guy. I like sports. I like football. And fantasy football is coming up soon, so I'm excited about that. I'm in a league. I'm in a huge league, by the way, like 14 teams, which is massive, and it makes it very, like, I don't know if you guys play fantasy football at all, but when you have 14 teams in one league, things start to get very difficult, uh, especially when you're drafting players because as you get lower in the draft, you're really hunting for names now and you're looking for people who hopefully um do well like overperform for uh their position anyway so football season's coming up and why do i bring that up well we gotta talk about super bowl halftime right because that's gonna be next february i believe or maybe they, it's been pushed back to march i don't know and they plan this event so far in advance that they're already deciding 
that Lizzo can no longer be a part of the NFL football halftime show. Like, I guess NFL football is uh, redundant. The National Football League's Super Bowl halftime show. Like, not that she was the person to do it. She was just in the running to be the performing act. So they have other people that they want to perform. And I guess they were trying to decide. But recent things have come out about Lizzo and her treatment of her employees and dancers and stuff that um, are not very good. Uh, Some of them involve sexual harassment, uh, very questionable things, not paying their, her dancers and stuff. And it's been, it's been a ride, uh, from what I can tell it's, it, it, it hasn't been good for Lizzo who seemed to have nothing but positive energy and positive vibes. And now it's coming out, not all that great, which I don't know, man. Like it hurts. It hurts, especially because I dig some of her music. Like my son loves one of her songs. Uh, what is that one? Uh, it's about damn time. I don't know why I had to go there to get. It's about damn time. In a minute, I'm gonna need a sentimental man or woman to pump me up. Feeling uh, okay. Anyway, yeah, my son loves that song. What is that song called? I need two shots in my cup. Wanna get up? Wanna get down? Like, I, I know, I know, like how the song goes, and I know the words, but I just don't know the name of it. <laughs> I can't. Anyway, so yeah, kind of sucks because I li- I kind of like her music, man, and it's it's always your heroes, right? Your heroes are the enemy, but are the villains, and that sucks. Uh, but. So yeah, that's been some crazy news drama, and she's obviously um, denying these allegations, but quite a few people are coming forward and past employees, and a lot of people are coming out like, yeah, she's kind of a dick, kind of an asshole. Same with like uh, Beyonce, they've been talking about how she's kind of a dick, kind of an asshole, and then she has like these tickets that went on sale that are music only tickets where you go to her live like you go to a live show where she's performing live but the tickets don't let you see the live concert not on tvs not in like not the stage they're literally only tickets to only hear the show and they're like over 100 bucks which to me is fucking insane i i i I don't understand this and like there's another one another one that i want to be like come on I look up to you. You guys are from H-Town, Lizzo, Beyonce, and you're making us look bad. I mean, we're not. I'm not actually from Houston, but, you know, I lived there and I visit there, frequent there. I'm within, like, Houston limits. Like, that, that that's the closest major metropolitan area that I identify with. And so, kind of hurts. <laughs> <laughs> the last bit of nifty nerd news slash drama outrage comes from a recent uh, allegation, I guess is the word. Although I, I would feel like this would be recent actual truth because of how court and legal documents work. But it turns out 
Michael Orr, who is the football player that the movie Blindside is based on. And if you haven't seen Blindside, it's a really moving tale about a family that adopts a young black kid who uh, needs help in education but excels at football and of course you know don't you don't pass you don't play um, they also help him to really understand the game of football and to eventually you know he comes from like very extremely humble beginnings to making it to the nfl and being like a world-class famous uh nfl lineman and you know michael Orr, real player was pretty good um, I don't, I guess he's retired now. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't play no more. But it's come out recently that he's discovered uh, that the adoption papers that the family signed to adopt him were actually conservatorships. Uh, a conservatorship is basically a power of attorney, meaning they can make financial medical and like legal decisions on your behalf without like your consent basically they they are they have power over you and as it turns out one michael orr has been very vocal against the movie the blind side in the past uh, and i remember seeing stuff about this when the movie came out he was like this movie says i like tells people i'm dumb i wasn't dumb and they didn't teach me to play football. I play like, and like I've gone down the rabbit hole. Like you know, he was already an all-star athlete before the the family. I can't remember their names. Uh, found this kid, or like, well, their kids went to school with him, and that's how they knew about him and knew about his situation and chose to take him over because obviously they didn't adopt him because there's no adoption papers but it gets even worse because as as uh, michael Orr's claimed the family told him that because of his age when they did these documents i think he was 18 or 17 they but, but they told him because of his age he had to sign what was called a conservatorship but it was essentially the same thing as an adoption paper which is not true <laughs> like anyone who knows any well i guess it's difficult because you know we don't typically deal with these type of things uh, in normal day-to-day -day life uh, i only ever had to see this kind of stuff because i worked at a bank and so i saw this a lot of the time and also i came across them a few times as i was a 911 dispatcher uh, for different things that happened but conservatorships not adoption like that, that is not what that means it means basically i have power over you which is really awful and as it turns out they made a lot of decisions for michael Orr without michael Orr knowing about said decisions and uh, one of the big things as it turns out is for one the movie the blind side where they took a lot of liberties on his story and how it plays out and also did not pay him for that. Like, he got nothing for those movies. Uh, maybe he got a pat on the back. Maybe he got a familial hug. I don't know if he understood he at the time that he wasn't getting paid for those movies. Like, I got to do another deep dive on that. But apparently through uh, documents that have been found, the family and their children, like their 
their birth children all receive royalty from the blindside movies, but not Michael Orr. Uh, he just got CTE based. Oh, I don't know if he does or not, but you know, he went to the NFL where he risked his body and, uh, potentially could have brought serious harm to himself. Why this family reaped the benefits of him and claimed them as claimed him as their own while clearly not truly accepting him, in my opinion, which is kind of crazy and makes it look so much worse. Like, I don't know. And then I saw a picture of the family with him and they look like the kind of people that would trick a young black kid into believing like they're part of the family just so they could financially benefit from them. Like they look like bad people to me, which is awful. Uh, but that's been like the huge drama news that's been going on. Uh, that one has spread like poor choice of words, wildfire. Um, and people have been very upset about that. Also, since I even brought up the horrible term wildfire, um, if you haven't heard about what's going on over in Hawaii and uh, I believe Maui, one of the big islands, uh, there's been a huge fire and it's pretty much wiped out a whole civilization over there. Like, it's been awful, man, uh, seeing the images from that and things. And I'm sorry to bring it down a little bit for that, but my heart goes out to those people uh, and the families and everything because that's terrifying, man. Uh, giant fire like that and nowhere to run and losing everything like that that's horrible man so you can get you guys can look online i don't have any links to, to share with you on where to donate or anything but check it out online i'm sure there's places to donate um so yeah sorry for bringing it down a little bit but that's it for the nifty nerd news and let's move on to the final thing that we have to talk about this week the comic book for review hey everyone welcome back after the little break we had there now we're going to get into the comic book that I wanted to talk to you guys about this week. Uh, spoiler alert, it is a slap happy good time. It's fun as fuck. It's one of my like favorite silly comics to read because of, you know, it's just silly. And I realized like I try to build this up as like, oh, what's he going to talk about? Knowing damn well that I put the title of the comic in the title of the episode so like you already know if you if you even pay attention to that i don't even know if you pay attention to my episode titles but if you don't then yay it's actually a surprise for you and if you do well it, i don't it really takes the piss out of what i'm doing now anywho <laughs> this week we are talking about shirtless bear fighter volume two so volume one came out in 2017. Shirtless Bear Fighter is written and uh, drawn by Jody Lehup and Sebastian Gurner. I don't know if I'm saying that right. And it's published by Image Comics. Um, it is exactly what it sounds like. It is a man who fights shirtless, sometimes naked, and he fights bears. And the story is just crazy. He was raised by a family of bears, which I find kind of interesting because he hates bears. Or, well, there's a lot that happens to get you to volume two, and I don't want to spoil volume one too much, but um, 
he's decided to work along with the police now, or the fuzz is what they're called. So, like, everything is, like, over-the-top, like, hilarity. They don't try to, like, fill it in as, like, oh, he worked with the NYPD or anything. Like, the police are just called the fuzz, and it says it on their shirts. He has a guy who helps him in a science lab called the science lab guy. And so, like, it's it's very, like, vague, action comic-y, like, old-school action cartoon type adventures that's a little more adult like like i said there's some it's blurred but there's nudity in it but it's blurred nudity and like a ton of bear puns bear puns out the ass like that's how shirtless bear fighter rolls and it's funny like i i've enjoyed this book for what it is which is silly action-packed and just fights fights on fights on fights which is hilarious the story in Volume 2 with Shirtless Bear Fighter is we get kind of go into the backstory of Shirtless and why he is the way he is or like how he's come to be because in the present time he's pretty much lost it. He, he's kind of like dealing with his own personal struggles of not living up to what he thinks he should be or what his quote-unquote father thinks he's well actual father thinks he should be and that's a big reveal in this comic of who shirtless bear fighters father is um but so with that he's just has like this unchecked rage against bear kind and so he's just going throughout the city finding bears minding their own business because at this point in the comic bears have you know integrated into society as normal like respectable bear people would and he does like pretty much what any entitled white 35 man would do he just immediately starts beating the people who don't look like him <laughs> which wow very timely anywho uh so you know all that's happening but in the background there is an evil organization trying to resurrect the bear god Ursa Major, which if you are an astrologist or love like, you know, your star sign and who you're going to date and how your lucky day is going to be, uh, Ursa Major is actually a big uh, one of those star signs. And I think uh, Ursa Minor is another one. Both are important characters in this comic book and play an important role because they turn out to be actual deities that can interact with Earth, which is kind of fun. And it, they, they play off that really well. Uh, you learn shirtless bear fighter's mother because that's his actual name he doesn't have like a name like john and shirtless bear fighter is his nickname no his actual name is shirtless bear fighter which is very interesting and funny by the way like i said that's this kind of comic book so through the story he ends up losing his job at the fuzz has to go work for a knockoff chuck e cheese where it's a bear e cheese or something kind of like that and of course Vietnam flashback, but with bears. So he ends up destroying the mechanical bear, scaring all the children, getting fired from that job. So he's like down in his luck at the lowest of the low, gets arrested and gets put into like Bear Max prison where all like the super villains that he's had to fight against his entire life are at. And not just bear kind, but humans as well. Like there's like, uh, I think the logger who is like this lumberjack evil logging tycoon type person there's the fatal fury which is a oh a fatal furry that's the, the actual name which is like an evil furry person 
Like, I mean, like, you know, the cosplay furry people. And it's kind of hot, actually. Like, I, I feel like that opened up a new thing for me. I don't know. Shirtless Bear Fighter is a weird comic, and now I have weird feelings. There's like, But there's, like, a bunch of villains. Of course, they're all upset because, you know, you, hey, you threw us in the slammer, and now you're in with us. Fresh meat. That kind of shit. You know, it's very cliche stuff. Um, while Shirtless is trying to deal with that, Evil Organization makes a clone of Shirtless Bear Fighter, making him evil shirtless bear fighter who is also evil shirtless and pantsless bear fighter so he just fights pretty much naked the whole time except at one point he finds a denim vest and now just fights with only a denim vest no dick out and everything um pretty funny stuff and as it all develops the fuzz is starting to realize you know maybe it wasn't really all shirtless's fault Maybe there are other factors at play that are going on. They're starting to realize that the whole Ursa Major thing and the evil bear prophecy is about to come true. And they realize that they need shirtless. And so they've made a huge mistake. Like, they should have never taken him to jail. They should have listened to him, maybe got him some help. Because, honestly, that's what this guy needs. Like, in reality. And so they try to get him busted out. They finally find him. But by the time they get him into the fight it's already too late evil shirtless bear fighter and the evil bear organization have resurrected ursa major who has now come into earth and is now going to enslave the human race and now the bear race will be will reign supreme and so now we have to go underground shirtless bear fighter has gone into hiding while evil pantless bear fighter has uh been doing Ursa Major's bidding because Ursa Major is actually looking for something. He's missing a part of himself that he needs to truly take over the world where not only where they will enslave humans, but now with Ursa Major's true power, he'll be able to turn humans into bears, making bears the only race or species that exists on planet Earth. So the fuzz and the gang and shirtless bear fighter along with the hillbilly wizard i can't remember his real name but he's literally a pig wizard who's a hillbilly um along with the help of ursa minor who doesn't agree with what ursa major's doing are all trying to travel to find ways to rise up and stop ursa major from accomplishing his final goal and eventually there's a giant uh revolution a revolt and they're about to actually make progress when, uh-oh, lo and behold, things are not going to work out the way that they believe. There are too many bears to fight against. And Hillbilly runs away and ends up running away to alternate dimensions where he finds out there are other dimensions. There are a multiverse of shirtless bear fighters out there. Male, female, legless. Not legless, but legless, like no legs not Legolas, the cool archer shirtless bear fighter, although he might exist in another world. And so he ends up, instead of being a coward, being the cavalry, when he gathers all the multi-dimensional shirtless bear fighters, brings them back into our world to help overthrow Ursa Major and his uh, bear army. But once again, it appears that they are too late to stop Ursa Major and that he's going to accomplish his goal of turning everyone into bears. And lo and behold, I make a crucial mistake 
and believing that this was only going to be a six-issue series, when in fact there are going to be seven issues of Shirtless Bear Fighter. So I have not read the final issue of Shirtless Bear Fighter. So how's it going to end? Is Shirtless going to be able to save the day? Uh, are the multi-dimensional Shirtless Bear Fighters enough to take on the Bear Army? When I clearly thought one Shirtless Bear Fighter was enough to take on a whole army of bears. I could be wrong. Who knows? It's fun. It's crazy. There's a Shirtless Bear Fighter where... He is just a dick, but his penis is the upper body of Shirtless Bear Fighter, and it's all kinds of weird censored and makes no sense, but it's hilarious and stupid. Like I said, this is not a book for kids. This is definitely a book for adults that just plays on your nostalgia of like 90s, 80, late 80s, early 90s cartoon action hero type shit. It's fun. I enjoy it, with, even despite... like. I, it's not a great story. It's not meant to have a great story. It's just meant to be fun. And that's what I like about it, man. And I can't wait to read the last issue of Shirtless Bear Fighter. I'm, I am dying to know when it comes out and when I can get my hands on it. But, hey, if you're looking for comic books and you don't want to, like, you know, have a heavy read where it's like, oh, God, like, this makes me feel like feelings and makes me think about stuff. No, you just want to say, hey, I just want to see a dude who has an amazing beard, no shirt, and ripped out the ass, and just beating up on bears. This is your book, man. This is the book you need to read, Shirtless Bear Fighter. Check out Volume 1 first. It's a lot of fun. But you you don't need to read Volume 1 to start Volume 2, which is equally as fun. Anyway, as far as like a rating goes for this, one, I love the artwork in here. It's always fun. Uh, the bear puns. He fights all kinds of bears. We're not talking just like like forest bears and other types of bears like pandas i don't even know if pandas are truly bears now that i think about it but you know he fights all types of bears including the water bear you know the microscopic it's whatever it is entity that we call the water bear he fights a gummy bear like evil gummy bears so like any type of iteration of bears like care bears maybe or not trademarked Care Bears, but bears that have belly logos and different colors, so they look... They're, I think they're called the self-care bears in the comic book, which is a really funny thing. Uh, it's actually a funny little storyline that happens in the comic, but it's a lot of fun, man. The artwork's bright, it's colorful, I enjoy it. Story is entertaining. like, And that's all you could really ask for a comic book like this. As far as the rating goes, definitely gets a positive charge out of me. Check it out. I think it's a lot of fun doesn't cost too much to read these these books so it, it all in all it's a good time if you're looking to get into comic books uh that being said that's really all i gotta talk about this week man i wanted to talk about the comic book uh talk about the drama that's been going on in pop culture here recently um but not too many uh other nifty nerd news that i have for you. maybe we'll have some more nifty nerd news next week maybe i'll focus on that i don't know it's gonna be difficult man like i said fantasy football is about to start so i'm as i'm gonna be pulled in so many different directions because i'm gonna be trying to pay attention to a lot of sports news and information which i know you guys are just dying to hear about um but maybe i'll talk about there's a a, a football player uh oh, what is his name is it jamil J something williams maybe man i can't remember his name I, I i got him on tiktok somewhere or i have tiktoks of him somewhere 
loves anime, loves nerd shit, loves Pokemon, stuff like that. Uh, he's one of my favorite NFL players because he's not afraid to just let, like, his nerd flag fly while doing interviews, like, after playing a professional NFL game. Like, he even talks about, like, yo, man, this is going to take a while because, like, I got Pokemon to play. Like, new fucking Scarlet Violet just came out, man. Like, you're wasting my time. I could be, I could be a master right now. But you're wasting my time with these stupid football questions. These puny, like, football's just a hobby. No. Or no, he actually says in an interview, like, football's my job. Like, like that's what I do. At the end of the day, this is my job. So I got to unwind from my job. And, like, you know, anime, uh, po- like, nerd stuff, That that's how I unwind. That's, like, how I survive. Like, that's how I keep from being angry all the time. I love the dude. Like, he's a lot of fun. I, I think... Is he with the Detroit Lions now, or is he with the Saints? I can't remember what team he's playing with. You know, he's he's gone from team to team, but super awesome guy. I enjoy his interviews because they're really funny. But that's it, guys. That's all that I got for you this week. Uh, hopefully uh, you enjoyed the podcast, and we will see you guys next week. Bright fire out.